Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and each week we find someone of interest to talk about it with. Except for this week we are doing our annual live blog pods from San Diego Comic Con where you get to follow me around the convention doing just what I want to do. Is there a bit of a breeze on the uh, microphone just there? I'm walking through downtown San Diego to the gas lamp to hit my favorite little bodega to get a breakfast burrito. It's about 9.30 in the morning and this is Friday morning, the official day two and Fridays are the traditional Star Wars day. But it's a little bit more low-key this year than last year's epic Hall H panel. Um, Lucasfilm decided to keep their promotion for this month at conventions at Star Wars Celebration and you can go back and hear all the fun of that on episodes 98 but um, unlike last year's blog pod at Comic Con we uh, were in the Hall H line waiting for the Force Awakens panel today it's a bit more low key but it's still going to be fun you guys don't worry about that we've got the uh, we've got a publishing panel for Star Wars and Lucasfilm, we have got the Hasbro Star Wars toy panel, and then we've got the Star Wars Collectibles update panel, where you hear from people like EFX and Gentle Giant, and all that good stuff. So, last night was another late one. Uh, things got pretty blurry so uh, in the old making Star Wars apartment that we're all posted up in there's a lot of sore heads this morning but happy sore heads you guys Uh, for those wondering I know I've been getting a lot of uh, tweets and questions about this Chris Walking on the streets, live blog pogging, and we've got from the comedy film nerds, it's Chris, Chris Mancini, I can barely talk. <laughs> Steve, great, uh, Steel, <laughs> God, I'm like just waking up myself. Steel, great to see you. Great to be seen. I haven't seen you since uh, Australia when we uh, flew in to see uh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that is the giantest bug ever. And you're from Australia to see. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? A beetle? It was a June bug. I thought you said it was a bee. And then when I turned around and saw it was so big, I was like, these American bees are massive. I don't think I've ever seen an American bee. You get to meet my kids. This is Griffin and Isabella. Hello. Hello. You've been enjoying Comic-Con? Yes. What's your favorite thing so far? Legos. Ah, nice. Good Legos, good Legos. What's your favorite thing so far? My favorite thing so far was, uh, you know what? I got a new Hellboy shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I got to see Mike Mignola again. I'm a big fan of uh, of his work, so. I thought you were going to say, I got a new Hellboy, and I was going to say, well, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) When's he due? (laughs) Yeah, he said pretty soon. Yeah, you know, it was a deal we had to make to get him, but... uh, well, I was just recording the intro to my day's blog pod, and then... Oh, that's so awesome. And literally in the middle of the street. And then I got the June bug attacking us. Yeah, it's back! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! I'm not... So, oh, God, it's back! I lost my mind! 
This bug is massive. <laughs> Man, is is this not podcasting's at its best? We've got amazing. We've got yeah. celebrity guests. We've got yes. bug attacks, <laughs> and uh, and really hot weather. It's perfect. So, yeah. are you, did you go to Petco Park? Is that where you're coming from? I oh, know. We just came. We've got a apartment around there, so. Uh huh. Just uh, waking up for the day to go uh, watch all the, the the Star Wars collectible panels and all that sort of stuff. Well, since we have uh, two children, we've been on the floor. We're broke, so now we're going to Petco Park. Uh, it's tough. Well, you guys, here's I've got um. There's some stickers. Thank you. Nice. What are they? From Star Wars. Uh, yeah. These are big stickers. I went to big when I went to Australia. Steel is who I recorded the podcast with. Does he still? Uh, <laughs> and we're getting ready for LA Podfest. You guys are coming in. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Are they uh, listening to us right now? Not right now, but they will be in the future. Say hello to the people in the future. Hi, hello, future people. people. <laughs> <laughs> he was born to podcast. You see, um, Ryan Johnson tweeted out a photo with that, the director of episode eight. Nice. Your Snoke theory sucks. This is oh, you amazing. Gotta, you've got to get a little edge. The edge of the key. I'm getting it. <laughs> They're experts with stickers. So, are you here for the whole con? Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you? We we got here Wednesday night. We're gonna we're gonna head out tonight. We did our panel, a kung fu movie extravaganza panel last night. Uh, did a late night podcast about after midnight. Oh, really? It was really uh, live or no? That'll be out in like two weeks. Okay. Uh, with martial arts and kung fu movies, and now we're. We're going to spend the last of our money, and then we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> just just leave your money in an orderly fashion and go back to L.A. Yeah, this, um, I, I think this, this must make millions and millions of dollars a minute here. I'm helping. Yes, I'm helping. I know. We're helping as well. <laughs> He's turned it into a T-shirt. Nice. How dare you? You've just robbed me of $25. <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should scribble this out and write, wanted. <laughs> Dead or alive. <laughs> and, then, and then scribble this out and make me on it. And then, I like your shirt. Oh, thank you very much. So, are my kids the first kids that have been on your podcast? No. Ah, so. Sorry, guys. <laughs> first American kids? They are the first wow. American kids. Ah, yeah. They're the first kids that have been on mid-bug attack. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you record your podcast? I record it many ways. Oh, this is one of them? Yeah. Oh, we're on a podcast? I, 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 I feel like my lifestyle is getting judged by a... Yeah. Yeah. And they see me record a podcast every week and they're still asking many questions. What, and what is it, when is it on? What is it? <laughs> Your headphone's broken. I know. It's really broken. Thank you. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the bug is back. Yeah, I know. I popped out. Well, it's a podcast fan. <laughs> so, um, what are you going to? What panels are you excited about, other than all the Star Wars stuff? Um, I'm excited for Jackie. Jackie gets here in a couple of hours because Daniel Klaus is doing his first Comic Con appearances oh, in like 15 years, uh-huh. and she's like a massive fan. So, um, I'm excited that, like, after last year, I got you know the dream run in Hall H and stuff yes. with uh, the Star Wars panel. So I'm, I'm happy. Legendary. Legendary. Like, well, not only what happened, but the way you reported it. Like, even when you were on our podcast and the way you were reporting it was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and just hanging out and catching up with people. I think we're going to try find Graham later on. I think he's here till about 12 or something. Yeah, yeah, he's here. Um, he'll be heading out later today. But, yeah, he's here. Uh, you know, it's, you, it's, Comic-Con is so huge. But we always run into people we know. I ran into somebody I hadn't seen for years, like uh, la- yesterday. It's it's always it's it's like it's a homecoming. Yeah, and it's a nerd coming. The mo- more times you go, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nerd homecoming. Yes, young man with your hand up. I think I just saw someone with a unicycle, and I, once I saw him, I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't a circus. Put that away. No, oh no, I, this is a circus. Oh. <laughs> it's just not under a big top. Yes. And uh, I'm just a clown with a microphone. The sad clown. Aren't we, aren't we all? Aren't we? In God. one way or another. This is getting a bit too poignant yeah. for me. <laughs> the next segment, it's me going to be quietly weeping about some life decisions I've made. And then you'll run into another podcaster. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, you guys, we'll have fun at Petco Park. Thank you. Have fun. Have fun wherever you're going. Bye-bye. Bye, Steel. We'll see you uh, in, uh, actually, a few weeks at Podfest. It's more than a few weeks. Uh, You know, I don't know when this will drop. Don't scare me. (laughs) Don't scare me. Tom, we're in the publishing panel. Yeah, it's about to start. The room just got really quiet. Okay, but we're whispering. I don't, yeah, I don't really know why. Because we're polite. Yes, yes, we're just going to talk through the panel like polite people do. Very happy to have Mark here to talk to us a little bit about Tom Solo. You know, Mark, you, the Star Wars fans here, primarily know for doing covers. What was it like jumping into interiors for Han Solo? Um, it, I was very excited to do it. Uh, in fact, Han Solo the reason why I decided to come back and do interiors when my art director uh, texted me and said, would you be interested in coming back and doing interiors again? Thinking he was talking about a Marvel superhero book. And uh, I replied back and I said, well, it depends on the project and how long it'll take and who the character involved. And he replied back and said it was Han Solo. And I replied back and I said, I'm in. <laughs> But it's exhausting, uh, but it's um, it's so much fun. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine um, anybody else doing this with me. I think if I had passed this up, I would have hurt my heart. Yeah, and neither can we, you know, the, the pages you can see from the, on the, the screen here are incredibly, incredibly detailed. How long does it take you to do a page? Uh, a page like that normally takes about a day and a half for each page. Um, I... Full disclosure, I use 3D models for things like the Falcon um, because I, I just don't have that kind of time. That's a lot of stuff. Um, that's a lot of rivets and things like that. Uh, but, you know, you incorporate it in with the, with the traditional drawing and you add in your shading and your texture and things like that. And you do the space. I think the hardest thing about the book is trying to um, give a sense of motion, uh, which is very difficult in two dimensions and, and it's in a still, a still uh, frame. It's kind of like trying to uh, trying to show time freezing, which you can't really do in a comic. So it's very similar. And not only have you given it a sense of motion, you've given it incredible, incredible detail. Not only just in, in the Falcon, but in all the other ships that you created. Um, it's really, really beautiful work. The layouts are fantastic. Um, even another page to, to share. Um, and the likeness is spot on. So, you, know, you really are not going to have a part on this one. Thank you. Yeah, I mean uh, that's. That's one of the things with, uh, I, I ended up contacting a lot of other artists that have drawn Harrison Ford and other Star Wars characters before, and done it very, very well, like uh, Chase Scott Campbell or Adam Hughes, to ask them, because I didn't want to just do stills of movies to try to, you know, I wanted to be able to capture the character and, and make it my own, I guess, and I got the advice that don't try to get a character 100%, draw it 70%, and let the audience and the eye imagination fill in the rest, so that I found that's fantastic. That's one of the things that, that we tell a lot of the artists, both in terms of Marvel and, and, you know, and the other books we do, pretty much with the exception of Brian, because Brian's has to be so photorealistic. You know, what we usually say to the guys is, you know, make sure it looks like Han Solo. It doesn't necessarily look exactly like Harrison Ford, but it has to look like Han Solo. You, no, 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 you have to have it. You have to make it look like Harrison Ford. <laughs> So, Chuck, with with aftermath uh, and Life Dead now out, what what can fans expect in Life Dead if they haven't played it yet? You know, aftermath started the story and it kind of did that. You know, we wanted to tell that traditional Star Warsian vibe of having a small group of people can change the galaxy. Um, but at the same time, Aftermath is a little smaller in scope. It focuses largely on one planet, though it has some sort of galactic stuff that looks out into the galaxy that the interludes. Life that kind of blows that all up. Like, imagine the shape of a brontosaurus. Uh, there's the narrow head in here, and that's Aftermath. And it's called Life Dead, which is the massive body of the beast. Uh, because there's so much more to talk about. We really get kind of the nitty gritty of uh, how the Empire is starting to dissolve and how the New Republic is starting to uh, become ascendant. Um, and, and all the growing pains that are um, implicit in that. So, and then that also allows us to uh, 
go beyond the core characters of Aftermath and allows us to play a little bit of Han Solo and allows us to visit Leia uh, and Chewbacca and, and the liberation of Kashyyyk. And it's just this sort of big, sprawling, um, wonderful book that allowed me to play across the entire Star Wars galaxy. So we'll and then did you approach this differently than Aftermath? Like, what's the mindset going into a, a middle book in the series? You, you know, like, as like I said, that first book is such a kind of core book. Um, you want to keep it sort of tight. Um, but the second book is really about, it's a lot more world building. So approaching it is, is trying to figure out how we get bigger and how we look deeper uh, at everything that's going on around the story. And process-wise, what's what's your process like for writing and working with both Lucasfilm and... and Delray. Yeah, well, it involves um, outlines of four, which go to uh, Delray editorial, and then once the uh, editorial signed off on it, the story group, the story group uh, takes a look at it, and we all kind of hash stuff out. Uh, and the writing begins, you know, the writing is not a perfect um, one-to-one translation of an outline. First of all, because, you know, it's only a number of pages, and the book is like a billion pages long. So, uh, you know, things are necessarily going to get bigger and sprawler and just a lot more stuff comes out of it. And then it kind of goes to the same process. That story looks at, the story group looks at. We have various passes back and forth to make sure everything gets ratcheted up and there's the right uh, continuity tweaks and everything as great as human being. And I know, you know I don't want to give too much stuff away, but can you, can you tease anything out on Empire's End? Uh, the Empire Ends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you that much. The rest is uh, some dramatic stuff, but Jakku uh, figures out uh, figures in considerably. Um, the Empire figures in considerably, uh, and it's, it's more of the like, I won't spoil Life Dead. Even the end of Life Dead has some pretty you know uh, galaxy shuddering things, uh, and so Empire's End is definitely about shaking all that stuff out and the consequences. <laughs> episodes weekly and also not have to hear these annoying announcements in the middle of the podcast, join the Steel Wars supporter page for just $3 Australian, which is about $2.20 American a month. You can keep the podcast going and get unlocked a ton of bonus content available through the Bandcamp app, bandcamp.com. And now we have an exclusive supporter feed so everything goes into your podcast catcher as normal unlock every full-length episode enjoy bonus content and listen to the weekly steel wars podcast with that warm knowledge you are sacrificing what half a cup of coffee a month to keep one of your favorite podcasts going all the details are on steelwars.com Alrighty, it is 10 to 12, and we just watched the Lucasfilm Star Wars publishing panel. I'm here with this young upstart from the Star Wars Underworld podcast and website, Dominic. You just heard me whispering before, Jones. Yeah, woo! 
And what did you think of the panel? Um, was seeing as I didn't fall asleep in this one, I think it was much better than the one in. Uh, um, where were we last week in London? London, yeah. Dom was live tweeting the publishing panel, and sadly, the tweets stopped halfway yeah, through the went, panel. This, the tweets went silent for about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he snored on Twitter. Yeah, uh, just yeah. All the tweets were just um, 140 Z's in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, it was all right. Like, the, the, but the, that one they didn't have anything. This one they actually had some stuff to announce. Like, it was actually cool, cool stuff. And how are you feeling after last night? When I saw you last night, you were you were having a few issues with uh, the forces of gravity. Yeah, yeah, the forces of gravity. The the forces of gra- gravity were not with me last night. <laughs> Because we went to some Wikipedia fandom party or something at the Hard Rock, and it was a pretty good party. It was, it was, yeah, it was a great party. It was a great party. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> and Chris has just rocked up and showed us a photo of Dom... Falling asleep. Less of a man. Less of a man. Um, yeah, it was It was not hard to get a drink at that party. No, no, it was very, very, um, very, very easy. <laughs> and I, I, I did bump into uh, Alan Tudyk. And uh, asked him about the. I just said to him, I was in London last week, and your face in that panel when during that spoiler, and he just did the same face again, pretty much. And he goes, "Yeah, that was a it was a natural reaction. Trust me." I think he was having flashbacks to it when you said that. Like, like oh god, not again, not again. <laughs> What's well, funny, like for a guy like him, like he is, you know, he's got a show about being a guy who goes to conventions so he knows the rules he knows how it's done then to have somebody like Zhang Wen who has never done a Hollywood film let alone uh, let alone a Star Wars movie or something you would go to a convention for uh, be up there and go this guy dies uh, is, is like for him that's like no 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 that's not how we do it yeah he, he revealed someone dies in Rogue One we won't say who it is Just whoever was sitting next to him Dom. <laughs> and I loved it when that guy, who uh, we won't say, Johnny, uh, excuse me. Um, uh, it, I loved his reaction. His wasn't quite as dramatic as Alan Tudyk's, but his was like, you know, he went to go bury his hand, head yeah. in his hands, he, and then he, like, he's, you know, he did to save himself. He did the perfect facial version of FML. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, God, no. Oh, not again. And uh, we're here with Maximum Palace. Max Palace from the Star Wars Post. Your first, your first Star Wars panel. I feel great. My cherry has been popped. Like a virgin. Hey! Star Wars new releases for the very first time. It's like silk in my ears, you know that? (laughs) What did you enjoy the most about your first panel? You know what I really loved about all this? It's like the professionalism and getting to see everybody up close. But it really is great. You're you're talking about this interview, yeah? Yeah, everything. Of course. But of course. (laughs) We are learned podcasters. No, it's great to see the professionalism of the guys on stage, and then you get to see their faces, how they really want to talk about this stuff, but they can't. And you see that you see that struggle in their faces and the joy of it all. It's really awesome. All right, so now we're buckling in for the Hasbro panel, and there's there's going to be they have sizzled that uh, there's going to be a, a sweet product reveal. A sweet product reveal, a new reveal. So let's see what that figure is going to be and this is going to be this is going to be prime time for this whole weekend I think for Star Wars this is the event I think everyone is really looking forward to so the room is packing up it's filling in pretty quick whatever slots were empty and uh, it's going to be a lot of typing in the next half hour loosen those fingers up yeah I know man let them dance if if you need somewhere to warm them up just come at me (laughs) where's my hand sanitizer We worked with our partners from Lucasfilm um, and developed a variant of the classic data. At this, at this stage, it's actually also a cargo carrier. So the official designation for this particular variant is now an ATACT. Say that four times really fast. But what's really great about this electronics, and it also has, for the first time, well, yeah. 
Yeah, like, what, what are you going to do for me later, right? What else do you do or should an actor do? Jeez, I wonder what they do. Guys, it's 105. We're about to go to the Star Wars Collectibles panel. We're in the panel, but we've got the introduction of. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm it's back. Ju- it's Juklin. <laughs> oh, look, I got an applause. <laughs> <laughs> right, we better go. This is rude. We have to go, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys about my train ride later. Sizzle. <laughs> All right, you guys, that was. We just. Coming out of the collectibles panel, and I am amped because the EFX are bringing out a lightsaber jewel series of hilts uh, with tons of different battles, like Obi versus, like so, they're hundred uh, percent scale reproductions of the hilts for famous jewels. So it's Obi Wan and Vader, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Luke Vader, then Jedi, the one I want, Vader, and Luke Skywalker's saber. And then I think there's a Phantom Menace three-pack, Qui-Gon, Ben Kenobi, and Darth Maul, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then there was a Yoda... Dooku one. And then I think... Was it Yoda Palpatine? bet they're going to come in like a little diorama display case which I you would have maybe heard the me ask a question about it so I am psyched because I've been wanting a Luke Skywalker lightsaber hilt for ever ever so now I'm off to the Hasbro booth to interview the Hasbro team Alright you guys, it is about 3 o'clock, we're in the Hasbro booth, we just had the Hasbro toy presentation, very yes. exciting Thank every very year, much. and we're with Steve Evans from Hasbro, you're the design chief? De- oh chief, wow, the big chief, no, design director for Design subjector, he is the executive chief platinum design <laughs> master. Cheese. I'm, I'm getting you razors with every Thank word I much. say. I'll pay you commission, don't worry. Um... I guess every year it is like a weird little Christmas day for you guys today. It's exceptionally exciting. It is like Christmas day. You get really, really excited and you get really, really tired and then you've overstuffed with everything and it's like mentally exhausting and emotionally exhausting. But it is... It's an amazing experience here. Like, there's, nothing, there's nothing like it anywhere on the planet. And out of the presentation, what, what are the things that you're really excited about? I, so the presentation was really interesting. There's, there's kind of two things I'm really excited about. I love revealing the, uh, the new Black Series 6-inch, kind of more collectible, you know, sort of older um, uh, original trilogy or prequel trilogy characters that we did. Um, but equally, I love the stupendously ridiculous announcement of our walking AT ACTs, which are just... the mentally incredible I just had so much fun doing it working and the team did a great great job well that was definitely an awesome closer so we've got a remote controlled uh, AT ACT yeah all terrain armoured cargo transport an AT something something 
with an orange body. Um, so it's going to be remote controlled through an app on your iPhone. Is that? You can, yeah, you can you can control it two ways. You can control it on the body itself. There are a series of buttons that you can kind of code in and program it so you can make it walk forward, turn its head, fire Nerf missiles, or um, like most people, if they've got a smartphone, you can download the app and uh, control it straight from your uh, straight from your phone. Now, this is something we've debated on the podcast, right? We've never actually seen an ADAT turn. No. Can this ADAT no. turn? No. We tried to make it turn, but it's just impossible. In ter- without, I knew without it! Without ruining the aesthetics of the hips. <laughs> it's like... A, like well, that's my, that's my theory with the ADAT. It's just an imperial thing that gets dropped. It doesn't stop. And it's just got a straight line. Why would it and need that's to it. avoid? So it that, wouldn't need to avoid anything. So I want to see like the, uh, the, the, the deleted scene where one of the admirals lines up his ADATs in the slightly wrong direction <laughs> and they totally miss Echo Base. It would be there very you sad. Well, you know, that's the fault. That's, that, 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 that's the empire for you. Um, it's incredible. I was talking to Mark on uh, Mark Boudot on Wednesday night yep. and I said, what vehicles would you like to design and he, he gave me a, a ri- hasn't he? A, or he gave me a wry smile and he goes oh there's some exciting stuff yeah, in the new movie yeah. so I was uh, yeah it's, it's incredible and um, you've released uh, there's a Lando there's a, uh, a Tuscan Raider yeah we got Tuscan Raider we got Hera from Rebels we've also got the uh, Imperial Royal Guard from episode 6 and I've forgotten what it is what do we got we have Oh, Qui-Gon Jinn. How can I forget Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon Sorry, Jinn. Yes. Now, I'm very impressed in this day and age of, like, secrets leaking out. Your Jin Erso exclusive stunned no, me on yeah. the train no on, one on Wednesday. One. I know. So that is, I don't know if, what what was marked on the side of those pallets or what to keep that secret. But uh, we, did, we had a really good turnout for exclusive this year. You know, mm. well, with the, uh, the Obi-Wan with the light-up holographic table. The Kylo, the Kylo Ren with the, uh, the, the the twisted Darth Vader helmet, mm-hmm. and then obviously Jin as well. So we kind of made a Ben Ben Jin. You know, we only work in <laughs> like one syllables. <laughs> wow! When is your rap album coming out? <laughs> That's it. Um, now, last year you debuted the uh, the First Order Tie Fighter in yep. in the six inch scale, mm-hmm. which was your big closer yes. for that one. There was uh, there's sort of been talk of a like an an X-Wing, how big... Have you guys must have worked out how big an X-Wing would I be? We, I think we've worked out nearly every vehicle. Because uh, <laughs> you know, when we started thinking about, hey, let's do vehicles for 6-inch, the initial reaction was, don't be stupid, that, that would be insane. So we kind of went, well, you know, no, if it's no, an no. Attack, it'd be like 6 foot. If it was an no. X-Wing, it would be... No, be stupid. Well... The walking attack's pretty stupid. It is, pre- it. It, it, it is pretty <laughs> it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's brilliant. But, um, yeah. It does actually look... There's this awesome diorama, which I just posted a video up. It does sort of look like someone's toy rooms become possessed. Like, it has got that <laughs> unnerving thing of, like, they're all being animated or something like that. Parents can have real good fun controlling their uh, their kids at ATACT with their phone from outside in the middle of the night. Well, <laughs> I love my cat very much, but I am... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com keen to get one as a uh, as just to round him up that would be that would be quite fun um, now you've got a new Star Wars movie each year how hard is it for you guys now like you know in previous you know movie series it's, it's like a three year gap yeah. um, how hard is that for you guys just to keep like pumping out figures to keep get them out in time yeah keep, keeping track of the characters and the vehicles is a, is, is a big challenge I mean I mean I'm not going to lie it's it's like incredibly exciting yeah we're all big kids at heart and mm-hmm. to know that there's new characters new vehicles and new story every year is like to say that we're excited and like can't wait to find out stuff is like an understatement but yeah. um, equally it's like there's so many characters now like how do we deliver all of them all at once because I know that everyone wants their favourite character and they want them now that's always going to be an impossible possible delivery but um, no it's good times I mean yeah. I'm not going to lie it's fun as hell 
let's talk Luke Skywalker. Yes. In The Force Awakens. Yes. Now, listen. If five years ago someone said there's going to be a new Star Wars film, Luke Skywalker's going to be in it, and six months after the film comes out, there still won't be a Luke Skywalker <laughs> figure. That would be as ludicrous as 20 years ago saying that Darth Vader made C-3PO, right? Yeah. So explain, where is Luke? All right. So Luke is in the works. Now, the, the story behind this goes something like this. We saw Luke the last, not even 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 25 seconds at the end of the film. That was filmed at the end of the whole filming session. As you know, as well as I do, the secrecy behind Luke was just incredible. So at the end of the day, it was something that we didn't see or didn't have, didn't have, uh, didn't have assets for until very late in the development schedule. At so late in terms of we'd already kind of set the plan. So, um, and everything takes about 12 months to 18 months to kind of create. Mm-hmm. So you can do the math and work out that yeah. that's why there isn't a Luke. But there is a Luke coming. There is like, a Luke like, coming. You're right. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't be, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be my job if I didn't create a Luke. Now, um, have you heard the rumour that there's no Luke Skywalker figure because because of Constable Zuvio, <laughs> the marketing department decided that uh, characters without lines, should, they just don't sell. <laughs> have you heard that rumour? I haven't heard that rumour, but okay. I love Zuvio. He's kind of got this underground kind of thing going on with people chanting, Zuvio, Zuvio. He's got a very underground thing going on. He's, very he's deep. Deep, very underground. He, he is like yeah. below podcasting. There you go. As far but, as you know, some things, some things happen. Some things get cut on the editing floor. It's just the way it is. Now, when I was young, what I loved on the back of the packets was all the figures lined up. You know, collect. You know, it was a very demanding packet. Yeah. It was. It said you must collect them all. There was an exclamation yes, point. You must. I took that as a instruction, and. What's the thinking like on the back of the packets now? It, it sort of doesn't seem like there's much in the way of like sort of visual marketing. Is is that like the thought process that people just look on the internet now, or um, it's, a, it's a combination of things? I think uh, kind of three things. Let me talk about that. It's uh, one of it is uh, we do multilingual packaging, so it goes to different countries. Um, with that comes a lot of legal, you know, got to put a legal stuff on the back mm-hmm. of packs. Um, so there's that. So there's that. Then there's also. Um, you know, we don't want to reveal too many figures. Like mm-hmm. sometimes the figures come out at certain points, so it kind of corresponds with the film. We don't want to don't want to show all the figures too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with Lucasfilm very closely on, on that as well. And um, you know, it's a lot, lot lot of that. It's a lot of there's a lot of, there's a lot of text on the back of packaging, but we have to do that. I heard some random rumor that it's some law that you can only have stuff on the back that's available now. Is that, um, is that, is that there, are, factor? there are certain stipulations like that. Yeah, some things have to be available, or if they're not, you have to put a load more text on it, which you've got yeah. to do in multiple, lingu- okay. multiple languages, and um, you soon run out of packaging. Very interesting. Um, and what, what do you t- like, do? You look at like like there's so many like custom cards and stuff like that for different like um, like with the photographs and stuff. Yes. Um, is there a chance that the that the photographed card fronts like are going to come back? Quite popular. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there may well be. I mean, Joan and Avaji mentioned in on the panel that we're we're kind of looking at it's kind of three and three quarter inch, uh, super articulated, and I know that a lot of the um, the photographic cards stem from that vintage collection which yeah. stem from the original 1977 through to 85 um, we're, we're talking about it we're looking at it you know we have got some great designers we're not blind to the fact that that's there's kind of a cool look mm-hmm. you know equally you know uh, we work with Disney and Lucasfilm to kind of deliver that that um, that look at retail mm. consistency you know, across across our products and other products so yeah I'm, I'm sort of torn because I love the photo but I like that there's new art getting like this, yeah that, I mean that, art, that, there's, art, a, there's art, an art artist getting hired to do it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love I'm a three and three quarter inch. I love and the um, the black series is going to go really good, unique look as well. Now, Force Friday that's going to be September something something thirty. Well, the product is going to kind of start rolling out around sort of end of September. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not called. I'm not saying it's called Force Friday. Nothing's been announced on that. But okay. in terms of timing, that's the timing that we're looking at. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, like last year, I like I know in Australia and in you know reports around here, it seemed like there wasn't enough like on that first night yep um like how do you like, like 
I actually thought that the, the, the selection of fig- figures would be a lot thicker in, you know, for like the biggest film of all time. And it just didn't seem like there was that deep, like, amount of pegs filled with figures. Right, yeah. Um, like, is there any way to... I'm sure you guys, you know, want to make money. Of course you know? we do. It's great <laughs> no. stuff. Um, to sort of, like way up to that demand like was the demand for figures maybe after the prequels yeah, like like higher than you thought or no, it's tricky I mean there's lots of different again loads of different factors like everything in life mm-hmm. it's kind of so many different factors one is you know massively complex global launch all countries all at the same time you know we produced like a good couple of hundred different um, uh, products you mm-hmm. know of the figures eventually we kind of did 50 plus uh, three and three quarter inch figures so that's tricky in itself um, the distribution, I think, you know, the, my marketing partners um, have kind of admitted that, that we didn't do as well as we could do at, on Force Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, demand was so high and the distribution globally was so complex, built with that we're working really quickly with Lucas to get product out. It's yeah. not as if we're making product that's been around for 15 years. Yeah, true. It's all that. new assets, it's all new characters. Um, so that all kind of combined, unfortunately, meant that some people were disappointed on Force Friday. And we've worked hard and we are still working hard. Um, to kind of fix that and work work better ways of doing it, but uh, it's 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 a uh, it's, it's a challenge, but um, something we're definitely working on. Thanks so much for your Pleasure. time. Out of all the films we've got coming, what what are you looking forward to in Star Wars? What, what what's something that, that's really, <laughs> without giving anything without away. giving anything away? I I tell you what I'm interested in. I'm interested. I like the fact that they're doing sagas. They're doing a new saga, you know, saga seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine. I'm also I'm very intrigued and interested in like how they're hitting the the, the sort of the films between them. Those yeah. kind of like anthology films, the Star Wars story, like Rogue One. What does that mean? That was three weeks, you know, set just before Episode Four. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in what they're going to do with all of those. Yeah, it's a real mix. It's, yeah, it's, I can't plot it because they could announce something completely unexpected. Yeah, so it's the unexpectedness. Unexpected is good. Well, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely pleasure. Cheers. Thank you very much. I think it's Tarkin. I think it's Ezra. I think it's the reincarnated ghost of Anakin who was Ray, who's been morphed into another Sith-loving creature. Hmm. If you are sick of Snoke theories as much as I am, you have to get the Steel Wars your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirt, screen printed, not heat pressed, on the highest quality AAA tube t-shirt, and designed with the beautiful vintage Kenner font in mind, you will turn heads and get laughs with the Your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirt, and you'll support the sweet, sweet Steel Wars podcast. And if you're a Steel Wars supporter, you get 15% off. Presale is up now on SteelWars.com. All right, now we're in the Hasbro booth with a special guest. <laughs> it's Juklin. Hi, everybody. You seem very impressed with the new mic setup this year. Oh, I do. I know. I was just taking photos of you interviewing the Hasbro guy just now. You looked so profesh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks, wife. <laughs> So you just got to Comic-Con. Are you filled with the Comic-Con buzz? I'm pumped. I wanted to cry when I got here. I've got to say, hot tip for those that haven't been before. Jocelyn, hot tip, hot tip, hot tip. (laughs) This is what, our fourth time? Yes. So first time we didn't live here, didn't have a car, no worries. Flew in, all good. Uh Uh-huh. Second time, drove, very excited, didn't really hit traffic, was all good. Third time was in the car for about four hours, was considering peeing in a big gulp cup, had a horrible time, arrived very anxious. Jeez. This time... This is the sort of stuff I should have found out before we got married. <laughs> this time I caught the train and it was delightful. Yeah. I was thrilled. Well, I've been spruiking the f- train for years too. Yeah, no, but some of us have to work still. It's soothing. Yeah, it is. I arrived very calm, very happy. So, this is my little tip. If someone's planning a trip next year, leave the car at home. You're never going to find parking. You're going to sit in traffic, and it's horrible. What an exciting Comic-Con tip. I know. It is a good tip. Such an adult. I know. How bo- I'm boring, aren't I? <laughs> this is why Gonk got the podcast gig instead of me, isn't it? Oh, here we go. We're at war, Gonk. We're at war. <laughs> and have you found any Pokemon? You're very excited by Pokemon Gold. I have. I think I, I got a level up already since I've been here. I've only been here a few hours. I've caught five. And with the help of uh, Steph, 
um, not Steph, sorry, Adam, Steph's boyfriend, mm-hmm. my sister's boyfriend. He's been giving me, texting me tips on how to power up and level up and trade and do all sorts of stuff. And there's a beginner's class tomorrow, so I'm going to take it. Nice. I, I, it's it's so beautiful that now you have nerd stuff to talk about that I don't understand at all. <laughs> so what did you think about the little toy panel? And it was really cute, and we're right now standing in front of the adats, and they're moving, and they're really cool. When they brought them out, I was like, oh, God, he's going to buy one of these. We're going to have to find somewhere to put it. <laughs> I, I, I think Jerry would like it. Or very much dislike it, but they're super cool. It's very fun. What did you think about all the ooing and ahhing that you you normally oh, enjoy? A, it, I really enjoy it. It's very cute. Well, there was lots of like people standing up with phones, and I, <laughs> I arrived. They brought the adats out. I turned to say something to Steele, who was no longer next to me. He was on all fours, crawling at the front of the panel, trying to get photos. <laughs> I was, like, I was oh, not boy. on all <laughs> Yes, you were. You basically were. So you think I went out in front of the panel and did my own ad-ad impression? You were in front of the panel. I was like, geez, it's really in the way of everybody there. <laughs> I was crouching. Journalism, I, journalism. Content, content. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be in the way of people and also on all fours. Your story's not checking out, lady. <laughs> You're in the way. <laughs> All right, let's go get a burgie. Okay, yum. All right, you guys, it's four o'clock, and we're at our favorite little Comic-Con outside burgery, and I'm with the person I used to be married to, called Juklin, but now she's married to her Pokemon Go game. (laughs) That's not true. I'm just having trouble with reception here, so it's making things difficult. She'll just, I'll be sitting eating lunch and all of a sudden she'll get up with her phone and just, I'll see her like 20 metres up the convention centre, like staring furiously at your phone. (laughs) There's so many around here. Got to catch them all. Exactly. How many do you have? I just caught one. Look, see? Wow. Well, he might escape again. Hold on, hold on. Gotcha. That's very exciting. Okay, I'll pause. Thank God. So? So how many Pokemon do you have now? Uh, I need to check because I caught quite a few just now while you were eating lunch. Well, here's the thing, Jacqueline. I'm on level eight. This has been very, very, yes. very enlightening to me. Why? Because quite often we'll be out somewhere and you'll, you'll get some dramatic thing happen with a model or something that you've got to fix up. And it's very <laughs> stressful. Yes. And I feel bad because I see the look of stress on your face. <laughs> the face that you pull when you're hunting Pokemon is like every model in LA just lost a leg or something. That's not true. I had the sun in my eyes <laughs> and I was squinting. You would just... I was like, oh, she must be on a really bad phone call. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jeez. I've put it away now. All right. Very good. Um, so, it's four o'clock. Yes. What have you got planned for the rest of the day, Jocelyn? Well, at five o'clock, Daniel Klaus will be at the Fantagraphics booth signing. And he is going to be... Well, he says he's going to be there tomorrow as well, but I have a feeling he'll be over it. Well, you've got to explain to the Star Wars fans of the world who Daniel Klaus is. Okay. Well, Daniel Klaus is my favourite... Uh, I guess author or comic book author. Do you, do, is it an author? He's is, it, not... is he a graphic novelist? No, it's. Mm. Uh, but he did. Comic, um, he did eight okay. ball. Well, so he's mostly famous for the eight ball series, um, which is like a cult comic book series from the eighties, and I think eighty two it started, which is the year I was born. Um, but. He would more famously be known for April, which the Ghost World story came from, and that was the movie that had Scarlett Johansson or Johansson and Yo Hansen, Thora Birch or Thora Birch. I don't know how to say either, <laughs> either of their names. But that mo- most people know if if you mention that movie, then they know who he is. Ah, uh, yeah, and it's um, through fanographics. 
Yes, through Fantagraphics, which is the publishing house that we went to when we went to Seattle. Hmm. And we met Larry Reed, who was our favorite. He was our favorite. Yeah, he works there. Um, so, Daniel Class very commonly doesn't take interviews, doesn't appear at comic cons, doesn't do book signings, doesn't really do anything. So, every year I kind of, you know, go and mill around the Fantagraphics booth, but he's never there. Um, but he does have a new comic slash graphic novel out called Patience. And I am, um, oh, I'm very excited to meet him. Um, and I did predict, he just recently did an interview with Mark Marin on the What The Podcast. And I said to Steele, oh my God, he's coming out of his shell. That's it. He's doing it. He's going to be at Comic Con. I'm predicting it. And he's here. He's coming out of his little turtle and, yeah, shell. And he's having a, um, a little panel. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow at 11. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited. His interview with uh, Mark Maron was really cool. Are you going to be front row or giddy? Well, I hope to be front row. Hmm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Well. No, yeah, I'm excited. Well, let's go meet him, Jocelyn. Okay. Look how humble you're getting, getting all quiet. You're noobing out in advance. Do I just have nothing? I, I won't have anything. I won't say anything. And oh, you're coming, yeah. will, that, That's what's going to happen. <laughs> but I'm hoping you'll sign it um, on the cover in thick black text. I don't know what their pen selection is like. Oh, God. I wanted to ask, but I didn't want to sound ridiculous. But I don't like it when they open it and put it in. The, I want it on the cover. Well, you can say, if you remember to talk and you don't <laughs> just stand there like a stunned juklin, Yeah. then you can... Tell him where you want it. Yeah, right. I'm really excited. All right. Well, we'll be back for a report. This is very exciting. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, but yeah, the strategy to go today instead of tomorrow is because very commonly he hates doing these things. So I feel like he'll get a taste of it today and then decide not to return tomorrow. Well, you might be the straw that breaks the Klaus's back. Very good. <laughs> All right, you guys, it is about 5.20 and we are hauling ass to make it to the Making Star Wars podcast recording. I'm running late. <laughs> Sorry, it's my fault. But we uh, no. went to the Daniel Klaus signing. We got there early and got a little photo. We did. I'm beyond thrilled. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Still had to supervise. <laughs> just to do the talking in case I panicked at the last minute and stood there like an idiot. But I think I did okay. Well, good. I'm glad you're a little bit... Um, <laughs> you went into a shame spiral straight after. And I just lo- didn't want to ramble like a lunatic. Yeah, save that for this. Um, and then when you actually got the book signed, you got a little bit of a zinger in. I did. I made him laugh. So what did you... Well, uh, because earlier he asked where we were from and we said we were from Australia and he said, oh, you travelled all the way here for this. So then I started rambling like he cares what I do for a job that I live out here. And then anyway, when we came back, he remembered us and said, oh, so what do you do out here? So I told him um, that I worked at LA Models and I was an agent and then I said that there's a lot of people at the agency that I often wish he would draw and put as characters in his stories. And he he really laughed. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> he laughed and just went, I, said, I bet there is. Yeah, and then he said, I'll have to come down sometime. And I said, please do. <laughs> I was so excited. And yeah, so that I think it all went smoothly. He spelt my name right. The ink didn't smudge. Oh, my God, where is it? Oh, there it is. Oh, I just panicked. Sorry, oh. it's on my wrist. <laughs> Why do you do that to me? Um, yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. You've got your Comic-Con glow. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we took the earlier photo. We went and sort of stalked the booth because everyone else had that awkward him getting up out of his chair, leaning across the table photo, whereas I got to stand... Up close and personal. Well, who encouraged you to go? You did. Thank you. you. Did. Thank you. But I didn't want to be rude and ask for the autograph earlier than 
yeah, the allocated ask, time. Can't so can't ask for the autograph early. Yeah, and then you wanted to just stand around for half an hour to wait, but we had I, I said no. So we went and hid a few aisles no, away. No, I just wanted to get it done first. Yeah, I know. I just didn't want to stalk. Anyway, so thanks, Deal, for supervising. I think it went really well. I'm I th- thrilled. I, I, I think uh, that was it. That was your big Comic-Con goal. Yeah, well, now I'm going to go and happily read while you podcast. Ah. Hmm. Ah. All right. Well, let's keep walking fast. Okay. Hey, guys, if you want to hear the full-length interviews of our entire back catalogue, get bonus episodes weekly, and also not have to hear these annoying announcements in the middle of the podcast, join the Steel Wars supporter page. For just $3 Australian, which is about $2.20 American a month, you can keep the podcast going and get unlocked a ton of bonus content available through the Bandcamp app, bandcamp.com, and now we have an exclusive supporter feed, so everything goes into your podcast catcher as normal. Unlock every full-length episode, enjoy bonus content, and listen to the weekly Steel Wars podcast with that warm knowledge that you are sacrificing, what, half a cup of coffee a month to keep one favorite podcast going. All the details are on steelwars.com. All right, podcast, it's quarter to six and we're about to record Making Star Wars. Now this is podcasting. I was running late, so all this setting up they're doing now, I'm sort of thinking, could have done it while you were texting me to hurry up. Just a thought. This guy with his logic and reason... Come on, Randy. What are you doing, Randy? I think we're ready, guys. <laughs> all right, so to hear what happens next, you have to go to iTunes. This is like a crazy simulcast, collect them all podcast adventure. Might want to turn Max down a fair bit. <laughs> you know what makes that funny? You know what makes that funny? He says fair. A fair bit. That's what it sounds like. A little bit more. All right, guys, it is 10.40 in the p.m. <laughs> we are now in the Airbnb. We recorded our Making Star Wars. Now, this is podcasting semi-YouTube live show, which is which was chaotic. Um, Jocelyn, you bore witness to this on the couch. Mm-hmm. Did you have fun? I did. That's... You seem very tired. Mm, I'm really tired. My eyes are closed. You just put a microphone in front of me. <laughs> content, though. I know. How good's content? Mm. Is this the first time anyone's going to fall asleep while <laughs> podcasting? <laughs> You've got your Daniel Krauss book on your tummy. Mm. What are you going to do? Just hug it and go to sleep? I was going to read some, but I think I think my eyes have a different idea. Might you be this year's snoring person on the podcast? (laughs) Oh, I want to go by the Hall H line and hear the snoring. Are people camping out this year or no? Oh, yeah. I'm just looking on Twitter and apparently it's chaos. Like, apparently there's... What's on tomorrow? Like, people jumping lines or something. Oh, no. Mm. But what was the big panel? Because today was Game of Thrones, which I couldn't see because I'm not caught up. Oh, I don't think you would have been able to get in anyway. Mm. Mad lines. I'm not sure. I think maybe tomorrow is like big movies or something. Oh, okay. But listening to you talk is putting me to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. Oh, I'm never going to be invited back again. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the pressure. I know. <sighs> I'm really tired. <laughs> All right. Well, we. I never. I never signed any sort of contractual agreement that I had to podcast a certain amount a day. It's in the wedding vows. Is it? Sickness in health. Ugh. In radio and in podcasting. Okay. Well, what are we talking about? What would you like to chat about? This is. We're just wrapping up the day. Okay. So, what was your highlight then? Watching you make Daniel Klaus laugh. That was pretty good. Oh, it was good. 
<laughs> I feel like tomorrow I'm a little stressed about it. I feel like I've had two encounters with him today, so tomorrow at the panel I should sit away. Like I shouldn't I initially had plans of sitting right at the front. So I could maybe ask questions, but now I feel like it's too much. Like I need to get out of his face and just leave him be. I think but then I did see people showing him tattoos and like telling him. One guy gave him a business plan for his bookstore. Did you see that? It was called Booked Out. Yeah. He didn't look impressed. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not as annoying as I think I am. Because I got paranoid that I talk too much, you know? But I think it's okay. I think you'll be fine. Mm. I think I think you can go to the panels. Oh, I'm definitely going. I maybe, just maybe don't, don't want to be in the front. Maybe don't rock up to tomorrow's signing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely won't do that. <laughs> but I think after all the encounters he had today, maybe he won't even show up. You seem fine. Yeah, he's very nice. All right, so we should plug things at the end of the podcast. What should people do? Tomorrow? No, that have listened to the podcast. This is the end of the plugs. Oh, this is the plugs. Okay, so uh, tomorrow is... No, what should they do for the podcast? Not people at Comic-Con. Oh, they should get a sticker and Instagram it and tag the Steel Wars podcast, the Your Snoke Theory Sucks sticker. They sh- they need to you need to make that viral, get that going. Where can they get stickers at? Uh, steelwars.com. Very good. <laughs> I'm glad you lashed out and didn't do the like dot TV or you know <laughs> dot whatever the other ones are. Dot gov. <laughs> dot gov would have been cool. There's just other ones. Is there? I can only think of TV right now because I'm so tired. What else is there? Um, dot net. Mm. Big ghetto. Mm. I got dot com. Yeah, com's like the fanciest. Thanks. Um, what else should they do? Okay, so they need to go purchase the sticker. Hopefully it arrives in time in the mail. If, but I mean, maybe I can take over that for you so it, if it gets out quicker to people. Sure. I'm happy to look after that uh, when they get the sticker they should take a selfie with the sticker mm-hmm. and use the appropriate hashtags we've got Jet Lucas son of George Lucas tweeted it out yeah, today he's out there he's doing his part mm-hmm. so I think the listeners I mean it's the least they can do what about a sweet five star review on iTunes you do love a sweet five star review I haven't left one is that I always wonder if I should you probably should but I don't know, is that like, if I leave one, people are just like, oh, of course she's going to leave five stars. So then should I leave four so it's like, oh, that's a legit review. You know what I mean? Like, should I? <laughs> what? Yeah, because it's like, oh, uh, obviously I'm going to leave five because I want you to have the five stars. But then if I leave four, then people will be like, oh, well, that's a genuine review. She's like really leaving what she thinks, you know? So is that you what know? you think? Well, it's just like if you if you were a teacher and your son or daughter was in the class, you might not give them the A plus every time because you'd be sort of, you know, people start claiming nepotism. It's podcasting though. You either like it or you don't. Well, I do like it. Five stars. How many episodes do you listen to? All of them. Well, if it's only a four star podcast, stop listening to it. No, that's not fair. Well, maybe people don't like me yanning on at the end. They're going to give you four stars. Well, maybe you should say five stars then. Oh, Paul's going to edit this out, isn't he? No, we should leave this in, Paul. <laughs> this is a leave-in thing, Paul. We should plug Paul's podcast, the the Geek Dudes podcast. He's doing a lot of editing for us. Yes, I love you, Paul. And it's um, don't listen to it around sensitive ears, but I listen to it every week or every two weeks whenever they do it, and... They talk about nerd issues, Jackie. Wrestling? A lot of wrestling or no? No, they don't talk hardly any wrestling. Really? No, it's oh, all, that's surprising. It's all like movies and TV shows and stuff. Oh my, I'll, I'll give that a whirl, Paul. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, the plug's already worked. We've mm. already got a new listener and the <laughs> podcast hasn't even gone out yet. Mm. It's not bad. Mm. Um, yeah. 
retweet it if you liked it. We're putting up... Oh, and also I should say that there's been a ton of episodes this week, so check your app or your uh, the feed and make sure you haven't missed an episode because sometimes when there's... If you haven't refreshed your feed, you won't... Like, you'll get the episode above and not the episode... Do you know what I mean? You might miss an episode. No, I pay attention to those dots. I'm not missing anything. Well, good, but other people, mm. they've got other stuff going on, Jacqueline. That's true. They're too busy writing five-star reviews. Yeah. So what are you going to sizzle for tomorrow, Steel? What's happening tomorrow? Oh, God, the pressure's on. Mm. Um, I've got the Marvel panel, Marvel Comics panel, and... We'll be we'll be hitting the streets hard at night, so we might get some late night party action on the podcast. Oh, jeez. Hmm. No other panels. Um, I'm gonna have to look, but I know the Marvel panels on. That, that's a, that's the big Star Wars one for the day. And where's that ballroom twenty? Nah, that's like in those kind of near where the Star Wars ones were today in that area. Okay. And I plan on really doing some good laps of the floor and oh. and chatting to all the different Star Wars licensees. And it's going to be so busy in there tomorrow. Oh, also tomorrow, one plan that we have is to... Jim Davis was there today signing his new Art of Garfield book and we want to get a little book signed that says, To Jerry. Oh, how cute. <laughs> Jerry will really appreciate There's that, something guys. for everyone at Comic-Con, you guys. There is. <laughs> All right. That's today's coverage. Big day. Yeah. I can go to sleep now. Yeah. Okay. Everyone can go to sleep now. Good night. May that force be with you. And you. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.